five or six hours waiting on an airplane. And uh, I told him, I said, when I got to Miami, I was about ready to get down on my knees and kiss the ground. And uh, I was so glad to be back in America. So thank God for America. Thank God for this day that He has given us. Let me make a couple of announcements. Number one, I want to say thank you for all the men who gather over on Sunday morning uh, for fellowship and then prayer before we come to the house of God. I encourage all of you men to get here a little early and uh, go over and fellowship with one another and uh, then pray. And we pray for uh, special prayer requests. And then I like all the men to gather around and pray for me before we come into the house of God. So that starts every Sunday morning uh, unless uh, we have something special going on at the gym and we have to cancel, but at 9.30 on Sunday morning. So remember that, the faithful men gathering at, at 9.30 on Sunday morning. June the 10th, Brother Cody Marks will be here with us uh, that weekend preaching. So I ask you to be faithful to the house of God. Remember that. Let's be praying that God would give us a great move of the Holy Ghost and uh, visit with us in a great way. Let's pray for all of those who are over on the, at the gym uh, and in the Sunday school classes, our Sunday school teachers and those who work with the children that they pick up in the bus ministry. Let's pray for uh, their help and their strength and uh, pray that God would deal with young people. And I tell you, this is the answer. God is the answer to the world's dilemma that it is in today. The chaos that seems to be on every hand, God is the answer. And I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad that I'm in the house of the Lord today. I encourage you today. I know tomorrow or this weekend, but tomorrow will be a day uh, that a lot of people are celebrating in many ways that they should not. And uh, so be very careful. We pray that God's hand of protection over everyone and uh, bring us back here safe uh, to the house of God. Remember church tonight, let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Encourage you to be in the prayer rooms early, seeking the Lord in prayer. Uh, That's where church starts is in the prayer room. So let's be faithful to the prayer rooms. Let's all stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. If you have your Bible, go to Hosea chapter number two, Hosea chapter number two, verse number 15. I will read one uh, verse of Scripture there. Again, we would say we're so glad for all of our guests that are here. Glad that you're in the house of the Lord with us today. We want you to be feel, feel very welcome. We want you to feel just like you're at church. And uh, I tell you what, if you'll join in and worship the Lord with us, I believe that God would do something great for us in this house today. I come praying, I come expecting, and I come believing God Uh, for a move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let's have church for a few moments. How about that? How many come to have church today? Hosea chapter number 2, verse number 15. The Bible says, And I will give her her, I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there, as in the days of her youth, and as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. 
Let's go back to uh, the very first part of this. It says he will give her vineyards uh, thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. The valley of Achor for a door of hope. That's what I want to preach to you uh, from that subject this morning. A door of hope in the valley of Achor. Let's put our, our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help today. God, we are depending on You, Lord. I am nothing without You. I pray, Savior, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would open up the windows of heaven. Come on, church, help me touch the Lord just a moment right now. God, I pray that you would open up our hearts, our spirits, to the understanding and knowledge of your word, that you would talk with us, that you would speak with us, that you would deal with our hearts, that you would do a work for your people today. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands under the Lord. Let's worship Him together today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, you may be seated. Now, I don't want to have to preach by myself this morning, so I pray for your prayers, I pray for your help, and I pray that you would preach with me today. How many help the preacher preach? There's not as many of us here today, and I need everybody... On hand, ever all hands on deck this morning helping me. I believe that God has something good in store for us today. Amen. I felt good in prayer. I felt good this weekend. I felt good when I got to the house of God today. And I feel really good right now about what God is about to do. The Valley of Achor. There's a lot that we could talk about about the Valley of Achor. But I want to go back to the very beginning at the name of this valley. We know a man named Achan. We are very familiar, most of us, with the story of Achan. The children of Israel were coming across the Jordan River. And uh, they were going into the promised land that God had promised them. After being delivered out of Egypt, after being delivered out of the wilderness for wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now it was time uh, that Joshua heard from God that he was going to lead them into the land that God had promised them. But how many knows that with promise there comes an adversary? With every promise that uh, God gives us, there will be an adversary to try to ruin to wreck and destroy and to hinder us from getting the promises of God. Anything, anything that is worth having is worth fighting for. Amen. Amen. It's a fight if you're going to live for God. It's not going to come easy. Don't think that when you give your heart to God that the devil's going to quit fighting. The war is just begun. I've heard people say that, man, I didn't go through this before I come to God because you were on the wrong side. Amen. But I want to remind you, people get sick that don't know God. People lose their job that don't know God. People go bankrupt that don't know God. People's car break down that don't know God. But the difference is the devil is going to fight you. But let me tell you that when the devil fights you, God's bigger than the devil. Amen. God is stronger than the adversary. The Bible still tells us that greater is he that is in me 
than he that is in the world. God's greater, God's bigger, God's stronger, God's more powerful. And with God, I can accomplish. Through God, I can do anything. Can I get a witness today? Amen. So there was giants that stood in their way. The book of Joshua tells us that they went to fight the battle of Jericho. God gave them a plan, but God also with the plan gave them some instructions. He said that you are not to take of the city of Jericho because all of these things were accursed to the children of Israel, but they were dedicated unto God. The first fruits belong to God. The first spoils of their their conquering uh, 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 adventures that they would have in the promised land would go to God. And he said, don't take of the accursed things. But how many uh, of us know that there was humans and there was human nature that came into play? So we find that when they went in, God gave them victory over the city. After the seventh day, the seventh time around, they shouted with the voice of triumph and the walls fell flat. They went in and they conquered. But there was a man called Achan that took of the accursed thing. The Bible tells us that it was first the garment that he laid his eyes on. And then it was the silver that caught his attention. And then it was the gold that got his eye. First, he had a desire, the Bible said, that he coveted them. There was something that made a connection. Coveted means he delighted in the beauty of those things. They become a beloved to him. They become uh, uh, something that he could not uh, detach himself from. It was his desire. What was a curse becomes something that looked God goodly to him. And then he began to lust after it. And it become pleasant unto him. And then when it become pleasant, these things that, that were a curse become precious, a precious thing to him. The Bible says, tells us the story. How that when Achan took of these things, he could not have them out in the open, so he took them to his tent. And in the midst of his tent, he dug a hole and he buried these things. Now, I, I just simply think that occasionally he would go back and uh, he would pull back the rug that was over the burying place and he would take them out and he would look at them and he would cherish them and they were a pleasure. The Bible said this word covet here in this scripture means that they were a delight for him. He liked to enjoy just looking at it. He liked to enjoy just touching it. Although he could not take it out in public and enjoy it, it was still a joy to him. But the Bible tells us that the children of Israel went to fight in the battle again. It was a small battle and not everyone was needed, according to uh, Joshua. So he sent a small group of men. And we know that how they got there, that that city began to overtake the children of Israel. Some 30-something men lost their lives 
And the children of Israel began to flee from the presence of the enemy. It got Joshua's attention and Joshua was very concerned because Joshua understood how the enemy works. And this is the same way of the enemy and the adversary of our souls. That when he gets you on the ropes, the devil don't back up and he don't let up and he don't walk away. But just like a boxer that when he's got somebody pinned down and he's got somebody up against the ropes, he finds a strength within him to come against him. So Joshua knew that the enemy was coming back, that they were going to gather together and put uh, Israel back in their place uh, because they could not stand against the adversary. Amen. I come to tell you today, some of you have fought against the adversary and the adversary may have you punched drunk and up against the ropes. But I come to preach deliverance to you today. I come to preach hope to you today. I come to preach unto your spirit. There is a God that still loves you. And there is a God that's still here to help you. There is a God that's still here to give you victory and deliverance over and through the adversary of your soul. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God gave Joshua orders. He said, I want you to take the children of Israel and I want you to bring them before you because there is sin in the camp. And so he brought them before the tribe of Judah was the one that was picked because that was the tribe that Achan was part of. You know, let's go back a little ways. The tribe of Judah is known to be praisers. If there's anything that the devil wants to stop in your life, it's your joy of praising and worshiping and magnifying God. When he could get you to sit there through praise service, when he can get you to sit there through the song service, when he can get you to sit there when everybody's worshiping and lifting up their hands and their voices toward God. I want to tell you today, there's still strength when the church begins to glorify and to magnify God. Amen. There's something about lifting up the voice of you. There's something about lifting up the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, there's something about lifting your hands and lifting your head, amen, that a dance gets in your feet, amen, you start stepping a little higher, you start walking a little straighter, because the devil wants to stop your worship and your praise to God, amen, so he brought the tribe of Judah before, when Achan walked before him, He looks at Achan and he says, what have you done? This is what Achan said. He said, when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels of weight, then go back to what I just said. I coveted them and took them. First he lusted after them. Then when lust was conceived, he took 
them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent. And the silver is under it. The devil has a trap for every individual in this house. The devil has a trap for the one on the very back row. And the devil has a trap for the ones on the platform. The devil has a trap laid for me. And the devil has a trap laid for you. But I come to preach you today that you don't have to fall prey to the trap of the adversary. I come to try to wake somebody up today. Realize God has a way out. That with every temptation, God has already made a way of escape. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the story tells us that Achan was taken to a valley. Achan, his wife... His children, his animals, his tent, all that he possessed. Don't ever forget that no one is an island. We say, oh, this is just going to affect me. No, it's not going to just affect you. Your decisions that you make will affect people that you are connected to. And we are all connected to one another. Amen. So there they take his whole family to this place called a valley. This nameless place. But it was about to get a name that would stand for it, with it until this very day. And so when they got there, everyone gathered around Achan and his family. And the elders began to throw stones until they stoned them to death. His wife, his children, Achan, his animals, everything that he had and there was nothing but a big heaping pile of stones and the the place was called the valley of Achor the Bible says in Joshua chapter 26 it says and they raised over him a great heap of stones until this day so the Lord turned from his furious anger amen wherefore the name of the place was called the the valley of Achor unto this day. The valley of Achor represented a place of sin where transgression was demanding a punishment. The valley of Achor represents and tells us a story of disappointment and heartache. The valley of Achor tells us a very, very sad story about not only a man's fault, in the sin. Not only a man losing his life, his family and his possession, but some 30 men lost their life in battle because of the valley of Achor. The valley of Achor tells us the final story of a place of 
death, where there is no hope, where there is no strength, where there is no help, where there is no deliverance. Amen. But when I read in Joshua chapter 7 and verse 26, the Bible stands out to me and it says this, although there was a heap of stones, although there was death, although there was a penalty that was paid for sin, although it was supposed to be a place that until this day is called a valley of Achor, the Bible said that the Lord turned from His furious anger. Amen. I come to give somebody hope today. The devil's still a liar. The devil's still a deceiver. Amen. But there's hope in the house of God. There's deliverance in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. In this world today, we are living in a society that seems to have more questions than it has answers. We're living in a world that is full of chaos and trouble. I don't know if there's ever been a time in the history of this world that there has been so much killing, amen, murdering with weapons, especially in the school, two major, major shootings and multiple other occasions that happened just this past week. The week before that, a terrible tragedy, amen. We are living in a wicked and a perverse world. It looks like there is chaos on every side. It looks like there is no hope in sight. But I want to tell you in the chaos of this town, in the chaos of this community, in the chaos of this world, God has placed a church. Amen. God has placed a house of hope. God has placed a house of safety. God has a house of deliverance. Amen. Right here today, you're not just in any house, but you're in a house of hope. Well, praise God. You're in a house of safety. You're in a house of deliverance. You're in a house of mercy. Amen. Amen. As I go back to our text today, the Bible says, although he is speaking of the sin of Israel, he said, although she have sinned, although she has walked away from me, he said, I will give her vineyards from thence. In other words, I am going to restore her. He said, but let me bring something back to your memory. He said, out of the valley of Achor, it's going to be like a door of hope. You mean out of the valley of sin? Out of the valley of disappointment? Out of the valley of sadness? Out of the valley of death? Yes, that's what I mean. God said to Israel, Oh, I know you've done wrong. I know you've made mistakes. I know you walked away from me. But I've given you a door of hope in the very valley of sin, in the very valley of disappointment, in the very valley of death. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. 
Amen. Amen. A heap of stones. The devil would like you to look at your life today and remind you of your mistakes and remind you of your faults and remind you of your failures and remind you of your shortcomings and tell you what you was not and where you come up short and where you missed it. The devil keeps good records of every little mistake that you made and he lays a trap and then he laughs when you fall in the trap and the devil tells you in the middle of the night that there is no hope and the devil tells you through the day that there is no hope that the devil would tell you through your life that you've blown it, that you've messed up, that you can never come back, that you'll never get forgiveness, that you went too far. Amen. But I come today with a message from God. Not a message from the devil. But I come with a message from God that in your valley, in your valley of Acor, God is sending you hope. God is sending you deliverance. God is sending you victory. God is sending you help. In the very valley of disappointment. Just like God did in the valley of Achor. Amen. For sin, He gives us forgiveness. Amen. For disappointment, He gives us fulfillment. For sadness, He gives us back our happiness. For death, God gives us every day and every lasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I come to tell you that no matter where you're at right now and no matter what you've done right now and no matter what the devil is telling you right now that God has a door in the valley of Achor that's not just any door but it's called a door of hope. It's called a door of hope and God God has opened that door of hope wide to us today to say you don't have to go on like this any longer. You don't have to live like this any longer. But I've got help. I've got hope. I've got forgiveness. I've got mercy. But it was my fault. But I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that failed. I'm the one that made the mistake. I'm the one that fell in the trap. Amen. I'm reminded of a story that I read and I've shared it with you before. I'll share it with you again because probably you have forgotten already. But there is a tool called the jaws of life. The jaws of life. Some of you are very familiar with that work in these areas. They're tools that cut open wrecked automobiles. Things that have been destroyed. Things that have entrapped people that are searching and holding on to the very least little breath of life. These jaws of life never ask the question, when they get to an automobile accident, whose fault is it? The jaws of life never look at 
the emergency worker when he starts to crank up the device and say, but whose fault was it? Were they texting while they were driving? Were they talking on the cell phone while they were driving? Were they passing in a no-passing zone? Were they speeding or were they intoxicated? That's just some things that the jaws of life never does. But the jaws of life goes and does what it was created to do. And that start cutting an opening for the injured, even though it might be their fault. Even though they might not deserve deliverance. Even though they might not deserve help. The jaws of life just cuts a big hole and says, I'm coming in to get you. I'm coming in. I don't care that you were playing. I don't care that you were distracted. All I care is I'm making a hole for hope. Amen. In the valley of Acor, there is a door of hope. In the valley of Acor, there is a door of hope. Hallelujah. Somebody pray right now. Somebody reach out to God right now. Somebody touch the Lord right now. Come on, church. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice toward heaven right now. God's trying to help somebody. God's trying to deliver somebody. God's trying to call somebody out of a tragic circumstance. Out of a terrible situation. And let you know I still love you. I still love you. There's still a place for you. There's still help for you. There's still hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me right now, church. Everybody pray right now. Everybody touch the Lord. If you don't know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost today, I want to tell you there's hope in the house. God has something special for you. If you've never experienced Him and the power of the Holy Ghost, I encourage you to repent like the book of Acts said. Amen. I encourage you to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. I encourage you to allow God to fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. That is our hope line. God has opened the door of hope. God has opened the door of hope. If your life is chaotic today and you don't know what tomorrow holds and you don't know what way to turn, Amen. Hope has cut a big hole in your car wreck today. And hope has got a big opening. And all you need to do is crawl your way out. It doesn't matter if somebody's hurt you. It doesn't matter if someone has disappointed you. It doesn't matter if it's your fault. It doesn't matter who's in the wrong. All that matters is hope. Amen. It's got a hole that you can crawl out of your dilemma and into the presence of the Lord. Oh, what used to be the 
the valley of Achor of death, doom, and destruction. God has made a valley of hope. The saddest part about hope is that when God gives us hope and God creates a big door of hope in the valley of Achor, can you imagine cutting somebody out of a car? The car's about to catch on fire. They need medical attention. And they say, oh no, just leave me in here. Oh no, get away from me. I appreciate what you've done, but I like where I'm at. In reality, where they're at is what's hurting them. In reality, where they're at is what's killing them. In reality, where they're at is what's making them miserable. What they need to do is get out from where they're at into a place that they can have help and deliverance. I come to tell you today, amen, where you're at is making you miserable. Where you're at is hurting you. Where you're at is trying to destroy you and take your life. Crawl from where you're at and get to the place that God has prepared for you. As we all stand across this building right now. I've came to this pulpit and I preached what God has laid on my heart. I've asked God to help me to preach with with a burden. Help me to preach with passion. Help me to preach with compassion. I've done my very best today to cut open a door of hope in your dilemma. But it's up to you to make the next move right now. God's come to you today personally to tell you that He loves you, that He cares about you. That His mercy and His grace is there. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, church. Somebody help me pray right now. Somebody help me touch the Lord. Come on, some saint of God. Get in tune with the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. There's people that's making decisions right now. What to do. What direction to go. Amen. God has opened a door of hope to you. God has opened a door of hope to you. Why don't you step out from where you're sitting and where you're standing and say, God, if you love me that much, I'm thankful for the door of hope. I'm coming. I'm walking through it. I'm coming for my help. I'm coming for my deliverance. I'm coming for my touch. I'm coming for my change. I'm coming after my victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Why don't you come right now? Why don't you come right now? Why don't you come right now? If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, oh, there's something good waiting on you right now. Oh, if you don't know the Lord, if you're away from God right now, God's got something good for you. If you're just cold in your spirit, God has help for you today. There is a door of hope.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, pray right now. Pray right now. Everybody, everybody. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you come today? Why don't you say, here I am, God. Here I am, God. You're what I'm looking for. You're what I need. You're what I desire. You're what I want. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, why don't you come today? Why don't you come today? Why don't you come today? Why don't you let God help you today? Don't walk away from the door of hope. Don't walk away from the door of hope. Come on, young people, don't walk away from the door of hope. Come on, young ladies, don't walk away from the door of hope. God's here for you today. God's here for you today. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. He wants you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Work right now. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Holy Ghost, touch today. Holy Ghost, touch today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.